We celebrate you. Welcome to Lofty Heights Christian Center, a ministry that exists to raise kingdom influencers. As a church, we emphasize three things. The Word, the integrity of it and its ability to transform, the Holy Spirit, His power and demonstration of the same, and love, love for God, for yourself, and for others. You are about to experience God's undiluted Word from God's servant, Pastor Wali Tejumade. Get ready for a transformation. As a believer, you must know fundamentally yet again that God leads us by His Spirit. God does what? He leads us by His Spirit. Through our spirit, He uses His Spirit to lead us by our spirit, not our minds. And by the way, I'd like to celebrate my son in the gospel, um, Brother Samuel Rebo, for that very phenomenal teaching last week, Wednesday, during Richard. Can we celebrate Jesus for his life? Amen. I celebrate you, son. God bless you. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Many of you don't come in person, you know, for Richard, midweek service. Yet you also don't watch online. That was an explosive, very, you know, awesome teaching, you know, that you made over there. And I'd like to also celebrate Minister Peace Omerogeva, you know, for the way she also ended that ses session, you know, on Wednesday. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. I'm going to do a twin this morning and I'm going to run pretty fast. So you'd have to pay attention. And um, it's two of the ways, you know, other ways rather, but by which God speaks that I want to touch on. I want to touch on the still small voice, which you call inner voice. And then I'm going to touch on, you know, um, the witness of the spirit, which is also referred to as the inner witness. Let's pick the still small voice first. How many of you have ever found yourself conversing silently? You are not hearing any audible voice, but you hear yourself, you see yourself making conversations, right? I mean, has that happened to anybody before? Okay. If it hasn't happened to you, you may need to, maybe you need to lay none of hands. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. And there is oil here. Maybe I also need to pour oil, oil on you. Hallelujah. That happens to us. That happens to us. But the beautiful thing is that when we are in Christ, uh, it then becomes our spirit speaking with the spirit of the Lord. So there is a way God speaks via the still small voice. And when I took the very first teaching, you know, in respect to this series, I said, many people don't hear God's voice because you are expecting a very grandiose very spectacular, very magnificent, majestic voice. Oh, my daughter, my daughter, Shell, it is I, your God, speaking to you. Now rise up. No, till Jesus returns, till he calls you home, you may never hear an audible voice. Can I shock you this morning? I've only heard audible voice once in my life. Yet I would come here, we would have meetings, and I'll tell you, there is someone under the sound of my voice. There is someone in this meeting, and you will know if you worship here, there has been no time I ever said there is someone listening to me that God hasn't ever pointed out to the person. So then, if I'm not hearing audibly, like you're hearing me right now, how then am I able to discern, to knowing that God is speaking to me? If you keep waiting for that very audible, very spectacular voice, you may not hear God's voice for the rest of your life. And that's why, again, the written word is there. I told you when I took part two, you know, I said to you, you must read the word so much such that you begin to hearing God's voice in it. That was why last week I went to dreams and visions. 
And now there is such a thing as the still small voice. Take for example for Brock Benga this morning, even for you know, um, um, you know, Curtis, you know, that I mentioned. I did not hear an audible voice. But you see, my spirit man is trained so much, or is, is being trained so much to be sensitive to the frequency of the spirit. So much such that by just looking at you, the Lord can minister to me what is going on in you. And you see, that is not an exclusive preserve or reserve for pastors. I began to prophesy, give word of knowledge, word of wisdom, minister to people when I was not even ordained as a pastor. You know I told you, right? That God does not desire his people to be in the dark concerning any facet of their life. No, that's not his desire. You are at a crossroad. You don't know what to do. That's not God's desire. When you get to that junction where you don't know what to do, you should be able to know what God would have you do. By way of you just opening up your spirit and having him minister to you. That Bible passage that we read, John chapter number 10, it says, when the shepherd comes into the fold, he says, the sheep hears the voice of the shepherd. He says, and they follow the leading of the shepherd. He says, by the voice of a stranger, they will not hack into. He did not say they will not hear. They are hearing it. They just chose not to obey it. Amen. Amen. So you will hear all sorts of voices. You will hear the voice, you know, that will condemn you, the one that will, you know, antagonize you, the one that will run you down, and at the same time, you may hear voices that would speak, you know, so highly about you and things that are to happen. But when the shepherd comes into the fold, all the shepherd may have been coming, those ones will come in through the window. They speak to the sheep. The sheep knows that they are speaking, but the sheep will never hack him. Because that is not the voice of its shepherd. So you wake up in the morning, for example, and you hear a very gentle, still voice speaking to you. It may be something as good as, today is going to be a great day. It may be something as simple as, as you're going to work today, when you see this person, Say this and this to that person. But if you're not sensitive, you will not be able to discern it. You see, like I taught you, you know, I think that was in part one. Many are no longer hearing God's voice, not because God is no longer speaking, but because they've habitually, you know, defied and disobeyed God's leading. When a man continuously defies or, you know, discountenance the leading of the Lord, that voice will no longer, your understanding of it will no longer be clear. That's the reason why behind, and I'm going to be teaching this, you know, upper Sunday, behind, you know, God leading you, you know, you wanting to be led by the Lord. Underneath it is the key word, obedience. 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 The more he speaks to you. Okay, take for example for me. I didn't grow up right now, you know, to coming into multitudes as this. You know, and then say, oh, that person, that sister over there, the Lord says this. Oh, that brother over there, the Lord says this. Oh, no, no. He will become just literal. Maybe you and friends. 
God just, you have a friend who's going through some situations and God just giving you a word for that person. So the more you train yourself, your spirit, the more you continue to obey the leading of the Lord, the more you are emboldened to continue to walk in the spirit. I'd shared this before. September last year, you know, I was in Nigeria for this daughter of mine, Peace's um, wedding. And then in Wari. So I spent some days in Lagos. And my spiritual father, Reverend Victor Adeyemi, said to me, you know, that he would like me to come be a blessing at Global Harvest Church in Maryland, Lagos. And it was an Holy Ghost meeting, you know, and I like, I like it when the power, you know, and the spirit of the Lord is demonstrated. Such that people can know God is real. And power is true. So it was an Holy Ghost meeting. And I got in there. Mounted the altar. And then just kind of looking through the audience and all of that. And my eye went to someone at the back. And I said, yeah, you. That sister over there, please get up. The moment she did, and my eyes, you know, you know, got glued to her. The Lord began to tell me stuff going on with her. So then I called her forth. And I then began to share this. And then she began to cry. And I stood back on the altar behind the pulpit and I was ministering just, you know, worshipping and all of that. That's the reason why each time you see me minister, you would always see someone on the keyboard. Uh, it's an apostolic grace. It's sound. It's for me to be able to hear in some, some, some sound, some tone. It helps the gift of prophecy. It helps manifestations of the spirit. And I heard the Lord say to me clearly in that particular meeting. I heard the word three and I heard miscarriage. I think I shared this with you all before. So I knew that somebody had a miscarriage. That was certain. But I knew that it wouldn't be three years ago. If it were three years ago, I'm not sure God would be bringing that to me now. So I knew it was either three weeks or three months ago. And then I moved further and I then said, because I didn't have clarity, I just said, you're under the sound of my voice and you had a miscarriage either three months ago or three weeks ago, step out. And two ladies stepped out. Guess how God dazed me. The first one I asked her, said, when did this happen three weeks ago? Then I moved to the other sister. I said, when did this happen? She said, three months ago. Now, if I had stood here and I'd said, you had a miscarriage three months ago and I was specific when God wasn't specific to me or I didn't hear it very clearly as to the specificity of the miscarriage the other person who had the miscarriage three weeks ago would have missed out because she wouldn't have been able to come out and you see in all of all these instances I did not hear one very majestic grandiose voice saying to me this is it but yet I'm able to pick it you see and this is God's desire Did you know you can have friends? They will call you on the phone talking to you and as they are talking, the Lord will tell you by the gift of the discerning of the spirit that they are lying. Don't believe them. Or the Lord will tell you actually, give you a warning. Be careful with this relationship. But if you cannot hear, you will not know. Many of the things that believers run after or run about, you know, that's, you know, um, what do you call it now? That, that affects them, that causes them to run from pillar to post. They are minor things. There are things that are not, things that are not, that shouldn't be. Because you are being lied. I 
told you in part one of this message in this teaching series and by the way if you've missed it please go back on YouTube go watch part one to part two I told you listen God's voice does not have to be spectacular it just has to be supernatural God's voice doesn't have to be spectacular sir it just has to be supernatural it does not have to be it does not have to come with all manner of theatrics it does not need to you just must be willing to be led I think it was in part one when I took the teaching I told you and I taught you the distinction between the goat and the sheep please go and listen to the part one again so let's take a look at very quickly certain things you need to know about the still small voice because for the rest of your life those voices will continue to speak the ones speaking in your head and in your mind have you heard people commit suicide before and they'll tell you you know when they eventually rescue that they heard the voice that said to them to go kill themselves What you should know about the still small voice number one it is not audible the person next to you cannot hear it as a matter of fact even for God's audible voice it's not possible that the person next to you will hear it it is not audible number two it is not forceful rather suggestive so you see someone and maybe you were supposed to hold the door for them for them to be able to pass through you know to gain access and then you slam the door if you are a believer and the spirit of the Lord is in you you will hear a voice in you that will tell you you know you shouldn't have done that when you speak to someone rudely oh, if you are a believer and truly you are filled with the spirit of the Lord every believer has the Holy Spirit in them that's for certain you would hear if your spirit man is trained enough you would hear the Lord say to you by his spirit what you just said to that person wasn't good this is against my word how your ears become more sharpened to God's leading is you saying oh Lord I'm sorry I walk up to the person and I will apologize and when you discountenance it you know what happened that action will become your second nature and your spirit man is then no longer sensitive to obeying that rebuke or correction from the spirit of the Lord those of you who are husband and wife under the sound of my voice sometimes you have disagreement with your spouse if either of you truly has the spirit of the Lord there is no way you would have disagreement with your partner that the spirit of the Lord will say don't go and talk to him don't say anything to him when she's tired she'll come and beg you it is not possible you see because the spirit of the Lord does not thrive in disharmony are we all together that's why your consciences are pricked We were in Calgary, myself and Lady T, and we went to shop. And then we bought, um, Lady T loves color red. I'm sure some of you know that. She loves red, she loves purple, you know, and pink. 
So she bought this um, electric kettle. It was red color, beautiful electric kettle. So I, um, you know, paid for the items and we left the place. And then we we'll go back home. Personally, when I go to store, I don't collect receipts. Because whatever I buy, they did not send me. I sent myself. And I feel that receipt is just, you know, and at the same time, there have been times I bought things I should have returned. But because I did not get receipts, I cannot return it. So he has his good, he has his negative. So Lady T brought out the receipt. And my wife noticed that on the bill, there was no cost for the electric head. And then she came to me and said, See, Oba, they did not charge us for this electric head. I'm going to have to go return this. It was not debatable. Some people would have chosen to keep it. We can never keep such. You know one of the things the Spirit of the Lord does for you? He activates your consciousness such that He can further convict you, not to condemn you. So, that kettle, for example, some people would have felt, well, it's their loss. Well, they didn't charge for it. Well, I presented it at the counter and they missed it. And then you would continue to use it. For me, for my wife, the more we see that kettle in that house, knowing that we did not pay for it, the more it will seem as if heaven is about to crush down on us. So the following day, she picked the kettle and she went back to the store and said, I paid for this item, but I didn't find this in the list of the things that I bought. And they thanked her very profusely for it and collected the distance from her. She didn't have to hear any audible voice. Her spirit wasn't right with it. When you are perpetually doing evil, planning evil against people, and there are no cautions, there is no restraint in your spirit, then something is wrong somewhere. Say, Amen. The still, small voice. It is not audible. See, it is not forceful. Not that it say, now go to Joseph and say sorry to Joseph. And then you don't apologize to Joseph and then he will now slap you. No. It's not forceful. Rather, it is suggestive. But as a Christian, it's your responsibility to be discerning. Many times, if it's a, like a fight or a quarrel you have with someone and the Spirit of the Lord says you should go and apologize, until you do that which he asks you to do, you will not have peace. Until you do that which he's asking you to do, your peace will be taken. That's how you will know, or one of the ways you will know, that your spirit man is now quickened. Because the Spirit of the Lord confronts us to the will of the Father. What is the will of the Father? The will of the Father is found in his word. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. Have you ever wanted to call someone before? You heard very still voice, subtle voice, tell you, pick up your phone and call your mom and you discountenanced it. It may come again. Pick up your phone, call your mom and you discountenanced it yet again. Then all of a sudden, your mom calls you. and say, ah, mommy, you know, I actually just wanted to call you. Ah, no, why didn't you call? You were disobedient. Number three. The still small voice sounds like something that you are used to. As a matter of fact, the Holy Spirit may use a lingo that you understand to speak to you. 
for those of you who are from where I'm from, for example, you may hear it in form of vernacular. Uh-uh, guy, why you do that? It's still the spirit of the Lord. It will come in an intelligible language. In a manner you can relate with. The Lord can pick anything, use them as a symbolism to communicate in his message further to you. It may sound like something that you're used to. I've had the Holy Spirit hail me multiple times. That's my son. Well done, guy. So it does not have to be biblical KJV English. Brother Lumen. Hey thou Lumen, my son, thou art done well. Wherever thou goest. No. It may be, oh Lumen, I'm proud of you. Well done, bro. Well done, son. You know, something that you can relate with. It will not be theatric. It will be something simple that you can understand. Sometimes you do something wrong and you hear the prompting of the still small voice and you tell you, guy, reason am. That's the way you do, you're right. Sorry, Curtis. And sorry, the Thompson, Julian. I've been scolded, corrected in such a manner. That's the way you do. You go so. The Holy Spirit understands all languages. He does not have to speak Queen's English to you. Is that what you speak here in Canada? For you to, for him to communicate to you. He can speak to you in your mother tongue. But to be a language that you understand. That's why you cannot miss it when he's leading you. Number four, it is easy to comprehend and it is simple. Number five, when it is repeatedly disobeyed, you may cease to hear him. I've said this multiple times. When you habitually disobey the leading of the Lord, his voice, you may cease to hear him. Not because he's no longer speaking, but your spirit is not active. Your spirit does not understand what it means to obey his leading. Can I tell you another truth about a still small voice? You can trigger it just by question. And say, take for example, Holy Spirit, in that meeting holding this morning, what should I be looking for? To? And then he begins to tell you, you will find this person there. Someone is going to be this. Someone is going to be that. You can trigger the still small voice, the inner voice, by question. Take for example, something has happened to you which is not palatable. You can trigger that conversation with a still small voice, with the voice of the spirit, by question. Lord, why did this happen? And then you hear him say certain things to you. And then you can continue to then engage him as though he was there physically with you. And by the way, I hope you all know the people that do drugs, they hear voices. I hope you know that. I hope you know that. Uh -huh. You need to know that. Let's move to the witness of the spirit. Inner witness because of want of time. The witness of the spirit. I'm done with the still small voice. There are other teachings on our YouTube channel. 
that you can watch, they can, you know, do that for you. There is yet another way it speaks. It's via the inward witness. Witness of the Spirit. Let's see Romans chapter number 8 from verse number 12 to 16. Romans chapter number 8, 12 to 16. There is the inward witness. And I'm going to explain what that means to you. Take a look at it. He says, therefore, this was Paul to the church in Rome. He says, therefore, brethren, we are debtors. He says, not to the flesh to live according to the flesh. He says, for if you live according to the flesh, you will die. But if by the Spirit, you see the S in caps, that's the Holy Spirit. But if by the Spirit, you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. Then verse 14 says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, not by their minds are. The Lord does not speak to you through your mind. He speaks to you through your spirit. I say this all the time. It is spirit to spirit. When you hear it in your mind first, uh, it's most likely that it is not God's. The Lord ministers by his spirit to your spirit. If your spirit is trained and sensitive, your spirit receives the voice of the Lord transports it to your mind the mind of a man is the seat of intellect of man where you reason your emotions are you make choices and you have wills then your body then takes what the spirits communicated to you process through your mind your body your physical body can then express them spirit soul and body never in any other order So that when your spirit man is dead, you know, man is essentially a spirit being. Man is what? Man is essentially a spirit being. So when your spirit man is dead, then your, the spirit of the Lord cannot communicate to you. He will not say because your spirit is dead, then because of that it should speak to your mind. No, your mind does not have that capacity. Mind reasons. The spirit doesn't reason. The spirit relates with God. John chapter number 4 from 12 down to 16. He says, anyone that worship the Lord must worship him in spirit, not in mind. And truth. He says, because the father is seeking such people to worship him. And I've taught, you know, I recommended yet again, some messages are preached in the past. How you as a believer, you can train the human spirit. The things you can do to train in your human spirit, it's on YouTube. Go on Lofty Heights Christian Center or go on YouTube search, training human spirit to Lofty Heights. You will see it there. It's on all our podcast channel. There is another one too that seems like this. I think I recommended you. Training the human spirit and how God leads. Right. How God leads is the second one. Go listen to both teachings. So there is such a thing as the witness of the Spirit. Give me back the scripture on the screen, please. I think we are at verse number 14. Romans number 8. Hallelujah, glory to Jesus. Please be fast. He says, for as many as are led by the Spirit of God, 
These are sons of God. Then verse number 15 says, For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. Then verse number 16, this is where I'm going. He says then, the spirit, see that capital S here again? That's the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit himself, what does he do? He bears witness with our spirit. Can you see church? Can you see church? He did not be, he does not bear witness with your mind. He does not bear witness with your body. He bears witness with your spirit. His spirit bears witness with your spirit that you are children or a child of God or son of God. The spirit doesn't bear witness with our mind. He doesn't bear witness with our emotions. He doesn't bear witness with our body. He bears witness with our spirit. And that is how, one of the ways that God for us speaks. Take for example, you're saved. How did you know you're saved? Did you hear a voice that says to you, oh my, my son, you're saved. Was there a still small voice that said to you, you're saved? No, by the witness of the spirit, you know you are saved. You know you are saved. The spirit bears witness with our spirit. See, this is very simple. And I really wish that everybody understands this. If you do, and you want to be led of the Lord, you want to hear his voice, then that means that you pay attention to the state of your spirit. It is his spirit that bears witness with our own spirit that we are the sons of God. The word witness in that passage of the Bible that you read is the Greek word sumaturero. Sumaturero. It simply means to testify. It means to bear, um, um, I don't want to use the word witness again. Uh, what word can I use now? To concord. You get what I'm saying now? Uh, to affirm. So the spirit himself affirms with our spirit that we are children of God. To witness when somebody is in court, for example, you know, and the judge needs to do anything, whatsoever proclamation, brother Calde, that the lawyer, I mean the judge, needs to make on that decision, it will be highly dependent on the records of the witnesses. He says that is what the Holy Spirit does in us. It bears witness. It testifies for us and not against us. That's why many times we're also convicted. It bears witness with us. He affirms us. So the judge would have to hear the account of the witness. So whatever the witness says, the judge takes that into cognizance to being able to arrive at a decision. A spirit bears witness with our spirit. So many times, certain things are going on or something is to happen. You did not hear an audible voice. You did not hear a still small voice. You maybe perhaps, you know, you didn't read anything in the Bible. But you can just be convicted in your spirit. There will be a witness that says, no, that cannot be. Many times they ask you, how did you know? You cannot explain it. 
Take for example our plant in Calgary. There is a witness in my spirit that tells me that Calgary church, the Lord's hand is upon it. When we found this facility and I walked in here for the very first time, the moment I stepped in here, there was a consciousness, a witness, a summa to in my spirit that tells me this is the place. I did not read in the Bible, it is the place. I did not hear a still small voice, it is the place. I did not hear an audible voice, it is the place. But your spirit, the spirit of the Lord just affirms it. The same way some of you who are believers, you know, you've met your partner, your wife, your husband, and you see the person, you just know, this is my wife. You just know, this is my husband. Or you want to buy a house. They take you to different houses. And you see a particular one, you know what? This is the place. They ask you why. You cannot further explain it. It's the inner witness. When your spirit man is trained enough, it is the Holy Spirit. Oh, 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 Let's see Acts chapter number 16, verses 6 to 10. Acts chapter number 16, verses 6 to 10. See, his voice does not have to be spectacular, it just has to be supernatural. You may not hear the audible voice, you may not hear the still small voice, your pastor may not give you a word, nothing may happen, but you may have a witness in your spirit. He says, now, when they had gone through Phrygia and region of Galatia, they were forbidden by the Holy Spirit to preach the word in Asia. After they had come to Mysia, they tried to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit did not permit them. So many times, you want to do certain things, you can do it. You just feel a restraint. There are certain things you need to know about the witness of the spirit because of want of time let me quickly run through that for you number one unlike the still small voice uh, that is a voice a subtle voice the witness of the spirit is rather it's a conviction not a voice you're just convicted you're just convicted you're just convicted the same way you would do something wrong and you don't need anybody to tell you what you did is wrong you're just convicted and you know that it is wrong because the Holy Spirit bears witness with your spirit man that it is wrong John chapter number 1 32 to 34 John 1 32 to 34 John chapter number 1 verses 32 to 34 he says and John what did he do he bore witness John summa to rail saying I saw the spirit descending John affirmed it
It's a conviction. It is not a voice. Number two. Most times, it can't be explained or expressed. I remember some years ago, a lady who used to attend this church brought someone to me that she wanted to get married to. So then, I prayed. And I just had a very strong witness in my spirit that they were not meant to be together. So then, I stood my ground and I said, I'm sorry. I said, I'm not going to be willing to join you both together. They thought I was joking. I said, I'm sorry, I'm not going to be able to join you both together. I said, have you confirmed from both parents that you're getting married? They said, yes. They gave me the parents' contact, I called them. So, oh, they've gone to pray everywhere that they said that they are meant for one another and all of that. Then the pastors, especially Minister Dunsey, you know, would come to me, you know, trying to, you know, pacify me, you know, and say, oh, pastor, we should just, because they went, I think they went to talk to him, you know, say, oh, come and talk to pastor about this. No, 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 no. When I join you together in holy matrimony, it's a lifelong process. It's not something that you can undo. It's just, each time I think about them, it's just too strong. I did not hear a voice, but I just knew, no, the Lord is not with this. So I spoke with the parent. Oh, they've prayed. Oh, they've done this. Oh, they've done that. So I told minister, don't see after the plea came so much. I said, you're also an ordained minister here. I said, I can authorize you to go do the joining. So I know, pastor, I'm not going to be able to do that. Cut the long story short, they left the church. That was in November of that year. Or late October, early November of that year. They were supposed to get married first week of December. Before I knew it, they went to another church. And in less than three weeks or two weeks of joining that church, they joined them together. I was God smart. Is it that you don't do counseling for people before you join them together in holy matrimony? In this city, this city called Regina. That's why for us as a church, it's six months. If you cannot give six months notice in advance, we won't join you together. That you'll find yourself on the road and, you know, something is just eating you up like you should just go and get married now you don't want to pressure me i refuse to be pressured in six months we can discern you spiritually emotionally psychologically and know what is going on so they got married december of that year ladies and gentlemen in january of the same year the marriage scattered no you just know and then you begin to then thank God. Lord, thank you that I held back. They, for them, I became, I became uh, what you call, their enemy. The day the, both of them then came to my house to beg me and said they were sorry. I said, oh, so what's the state of your whatever now that I should please come and reconcile them? Reconcile what? I already told you from the start. How can I reconcile whatever? I said, talk to your parents, the pastor of the church you are going to let them minister grace to you. Hallelujah. And let me face the ones you know that God's brought my way. The leading of the Spirit is real. I will open up my heart, ready for your holy fire. I will let you into my heart and into my soul. Pledge in my heart. 
Serving you is my desire. I won't be holding back at all. Responding to your call. Listen, it's best for you to hear God's voice say, Don't do it, and you stick to your gun than allow people to pressure you out of God's will. I've shared multiple times in 2014 when God spoke to me, you know, to leave Nigeria and come over here. Jackpot was not in vogue. I had no reason to leave Nigeria. And just like many of you know already, I didn't come here to pastor a church because the Lord did not tell me you're going to pastor a church or you're going to plant a church. I was fine being an assistant pastor or a minister, you know, to other ministries and other ministers. And by the way, on the 20th of August, I have the honor of hosting my pastor here live at the Ark. Pastor Lekon Shaba, please look out for that. Number three, about the still small voice. I mean about the inner witness. Unlike the still small voice that can be triggered conversationally, this is not conversational. It is not conversational. See, this teaching you're listening to this morning, these are live, you know, teaching that would help you in your work with God. You are not conversing with it because you are not hearing any voice, either still, subtle, or hard. You just know and you just know. They ask you, how did you know? I just know. So what's going to happen? This is what's going to happen. How did you know? I just know. It is not conversational unlike the study small voice. This number four is very, very important and I hope you all are taking note. Number four is that it is triggered and it thrives on the word by faith. It is what? It is, it is triggered and it thrives on the word by faith. Faith therefore comes by hearing, hearing the word of God. 10th chapter of the book of Romans, verse number 17. The inward witness, the inner witness, it is triggered by the deposit of God's word in you and an activation of the gift of faith. That's why you can be driving and the devil will say to you, you're about to have an accident. I said, never. I can never be involved in an accident. The inward witness, the spirit would only be a witness with what is already in you. So, not that you find Mrs. Omore Giver, for example, and you look at her pink shoe, a beautiful pant, and a top, and you say, Oh, she looks so beautiful. You know, Peter just thought about the witness of the spirit. You know, I have a witness in my spirit that you are my wife. No, that's the devil. You can't do that. That's someone's wife. His name is Ogogo. Unfortunately for you, he's also a minister of the gospel. So he can rain fire and brimstone on your destiny. Pay attention to this. Pay attention to this church. The inward witness, it is fueled, triggers, and thrives on the deposit of the word. And an activation of faith in the life of a believer. So meaning that if there are no deposits of word in you, it may be tough for you to see in the manifestation. 
you will see that your spirit will just be bearing witness with something that is not godly. When I declare, this is the least I shall ever be, I'm not praying. There is a conviction in my spirit that tells me, this is the least I can ever be. Why? I have drunk and prophesied. Proverbs chapter number 4, verse number 18 over many destinies. The path of the just is like a shining light that shines brighter and brighter until the dawning of a new day. I love the message translation. It says concerning the righteous, concerning the believer, the longer they live, the brighter they shine. That word has become like this cloth on my body. So when I say this is the least I shall ever, I'm not praying. I don't need you to say amen. I know it. How do I know? By the inward witness. Because of what the word of God has said to me. Oh, I can never fail. I'm not expecting you to say amen. Because the word tells me I cannot. So the inward witness or the witness of the spirit thrives on the deposit of God's word inside a man. That's where conviction comes from. And you just begin to think, no, this is never going to happen. No, it can never be. Never be. No, this is who I am. Yes, this is what it's going to be. Number five, the last but not the least. This is going to bless you and I bring the teaching to an end on this. On the inward witness. Pay attention. Look at me, everyone, including those of you in Calgary Church. Pay attention to this. It is often a peace check. Did you hear me? The inward witness, it is often a peace check. Have you ever wanted to do something and there is just some unease or restlessness in your spirit? You cannot explain it. You did not hear any voice. You didn't. In fact, you are trying to counter the negative occurrence from happening, but the more you try, the more the conviction comes. The inward witness is often a peace check. So he comes to you, he says he loves you. You want to say yes, but for some reasons, you just continue to feel a restraint. Say, so what is going on? What are you not? I'm just not feeling it. You are expecting to hear a still small voice, a subtle voice, an audible voice. You're not hearing anything, but the spirit of the Lord is just bearing witness with the spirit saying, my daughter, no. My son, don't turn back on that trip. Let your power fall when your name is called. Prove the doubt that is That you are still mighty. And fight his battle for me. Help my unbelief. So I can tell all my friends that you have won. You have won. Yeah, we 
Sunday, if Jesus tarries, I'll bring you the concluding part of this teaching focus, the shepherd and the sheep. And my focus is this, how to know if it is God's voice. How to know if God is the one leading you. I've seen people resign from jobs because they got seemingly a better offer. I've seen people leave a place where God planted them, leave the city or leave the country, leave whatever. Because they feel that it is better over there. A believer is led by the Spirit of God, not by their feelings, not by economic reality. Moses declared, If you know your presence is not going to go with me, lead us not away from this place. That's how to walk with God, sir. That is what that is how to walk with God. If you say others are doing it, you also don't want to do it because your case is different. You realize that your eyes, anyways, lift up your right hand up unto heaven and pray this morning very quickly. Lord, lead me. Lord, lead me. Turn that to prayer. If you have specific concerns, Lord, lead me. Inward witness inward voice by the written word via dreams and vision by the express word the audible voice Lord lead me you have won Lord lead me Jesus you have won we don't like bringing our services to a close without giving someone an opportunity to have a relationship with the Lord you're under the sound of my voice you're not saved this is your opportunity, this is your moment you cannot be led of the God or by the God that you don't know it's a shepherd and a sheep relationship okay, a shepherd and a sheep relationship the sheep must submit himself to the shepherd to be led all eyes closed and all eyes bowed See after me if that sounds like you. Dear God, thank you for leading me to your house this morning. Thank you for your desire to lead me. Thank you, Father, for the gift of your son, Jesus. Then see after me, Jesus, I confess my sins. Repent of them. Declaring you as the Lord over my life. I believe you died. 
I believe you rose and I believe you're coming back again. I pledge my all unto you this morning, Lord Jesus. Save me. Keep me in your warm embrace. Fill me with your love and lead me by your spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. If you just said that prayer this morning, would you please celebrate Jesus? Congratulations to you. We trust God that this ministration blessed your life tremendously. Do share your testimony and experience with us by emailing us at hello at myloftyheightsglobal.org. For more life-transforming messages from our ministry, please visit and subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can also stay connected with us across our social media platforms at My Lofty Heights. To give to our ministry, please visit our website. We love you, we honor you, and we celebrate you.